There's a couple of things that I learned and developed in, in medical school that set me up for massive success in medical sales. And at least, you know, anecdotally, there's a handful of other people I know who went through medical school as well and then came into the industry and they've been successful. I think this is the traits. There are three specific areas, work ethic, learning machine, okay, and application. Okay, let's start with work ethic. Welcome to the number one show and the source of truth for all things medtech. Here, we reveal the secrets and stories behind the investments, science, and commercialization of the medtech industry. Every week, we'll take you on a wild ride with the biggest names in the game, from entrepreneurs and investors who are shaking up the market, to healthcare providers who are revolutionizing the way we think and practice medicine. So hold on tight and get ready for a journey like no other. This is the State of MedTech. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. And I missed you all. I know it's only been a week, but hey, you know, one week for me feels like a long time when I haven't done solo pod. Last week, I was in Paris, France as Moon Surgical, a new surgical robotics company flew me out. They're a new partner and client of mine. And if you want to watch in real time how I leverage my sales, my digital sales and demand gen growth marketing approach to focus on one company to drive early product adoption, just follow Moon Surgical and, and just kind of watch over the next few months. Um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a clinic when it comes to uh, how you do that. Uh, and uh, this before we get into today's topic, last thing I want to say is like, look, we're at the end of the year. Okay, so many of you had good a good year. Some of them have some of you had an average year. All of you are looking for ways to improve. Now. A lot of you guys sort of, you know, uh, rested on your laurels and got a little bit lazy and you did not take advantage of the Cyber Monday deal. My uh, main program, the Medical Sales Network Effects program, which is a really in-depth course on how do you use digital channels like LinkedIn to sell, how to use email to persuade. And along with that comes with a great, uh, a great group. VIP group to connect and connect and network with everybody. Plus you get to have weekly calls with me. Okay. That was for under a thousand bucks. You guys missed out. A lot of people signed up for it. So congrats to those people who are smart enough to take advantage of that. Okay. So we don't have that same, you know, promo going on. I'm going to do one more promo for a lot of you guys, because some of you said, Oh, you missed the promo and you didn't know about it, etc." too bad, but we still we're, I'm going to give you another, you know, not as good of a promo as that one, but but maybe the next best level, which is we're going to do the program for uh, it's I think it's a three thousand dollar program. We're due for thirteen hundred bucks. That's it one time. And we have payment plan options. So you can sign up and get this course, get the VIP group, get those weekly calls and you can do it on a payment plan. OK, so all you got to do is click the show notes below. I have a discount link in there. Or if you go to the website, which is sales network effects program dot my kajabi.com kajabi is k-a-j-a-b-i so sales network effects program dot my kajabi.com and you're going to use the code new year 2023 okay that's going to give you 60 percent off the, the cost of the, of the whole thing is only going to be 1300 dollars one time and again 
we have Google Pay, we have Apple Pay. And if you want to just go ahead and pay it off through payment plans, we are now approved for Afterpay. Okay, so you have no excuse. Okay, for God's sake, you guys probably bought all kinds of nonsense for yourself. TVs, electronics, crap that's not going to increase your income. Please make an investment in yourself for, for once. Okay, get into this program, get closer to me. And again, right now, I would say like one of the value, valuable parts of this program is that a lot of CEOs who've either joined the program or are aware of it are literally just looking into the program directory just to hire people out of it. Okay. Granted, you should probably go through the program so you know how to sell digitally. Um, but that's that's besides the point. So now let's get on to today's topic. So today's topic um, is how medical school prepared me for success in medical sales. And I know what you're thinking is like, Omar, I didn't go to medical school. How's this going to help me? That's okay because I'm going to teach you the the core foundation of what I got out of medical school that you can get yourself and apply it now to medical skills. Okay. So there's a couple of things that I learned and developed in, in medical school that set me up for massive success in medical sales. And at least, you know, anecdotally, there's a handful of other people I know who went through medical school as well and then came into the industry and they've been successful. I think this is the traits. Okay. There are three specific areas. Okay. Work ethic, learning machine, okay, and application. Okay, let's start with work ethic. When you're in medical school, a lot of people who get in, there's some small percentage of people who get in because they're just naturally gifted and smart. They do really well on exams. Most people literally had to grind to get in. It is a grind to get into medical school. And once you're in medical school, all you learn how to do is just sit down and put in the hours, okay? A lot of times, whether it's sales, marketing, your marriage, uh, fitness, it's really less about quality. Quality is important, but more about quantity. Are you putting in enough reps? Are you putting in enough hours, right? Some of you who decide to, let's say, try, for example, using LinkedIn to sell, okay, you come back and, and I had a conversation with somebody just two days ago. They're like, oh, man, you know, Omar, I use LinkedIn to prospect and everything didn't work. And I was like, oh, how long did you do it for? The person did it for just two weeks and they made like one or two posts. It's not enough reps, not even close, not even close. And, you know, it kind of goes back to the same mentality that people have when it comes to losing weight. When it comes to losing weight, you know, somebody can, somebody usually becomes overweight over a period of time. Like if you think about it, you don't get fat you know, in like a week or two or even a month, it's usually, it usually happens over a period of years, right? So usually it's like one year or two years, sometimes three, but then the expectation is like, oh, like it took, okay, it took this extended amount of time for me to have, you know, become overweight. And then the expectation is, well, I want to lose weight in two months. It's just not going to happen. It's just not how it works, right? And so, the first thing that medical school taught me that set me up for massive success in my career is just having a really good work ethic, okay? And so this sounds like a cliche thing, right? But what I would tell you is that the best barometer for this is every night before you go to bed, are you exhausted, okay? Can you put your head down and say, yeah, you know what? Today, I put in an extensive amount of work right? I put in so much work today to focus on achieving a goal that no matter what, 
it's going to happen. Like I've done everything in my power. Can you actually say that? Most of you can't. Even me, I can't say that every single day, right? And I'm crazy when it comes to this kind of stuff. But that's the thing you have to, you have to ask yourself. And part of that work ethic, part of it, okay, is that, hey, it's not all rosy. When we see entrepreneurs who have made a lot of money and, and, and gotten a, bit, a lot of a, a success, or even in sports, we look at Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan winning championships. We see just a blip of their of of the timeline we see kind of like the tip of the iceberg what we don't see is the multiple multiple of of hours and time given to practicing the hard work the grunt work the boring work the work that nobody else wants to do you know there's a sa famous saying is that to be great you know you have to be willing to do the things that you hate but do them like you love them Okay. Mike Tyson actually said that Mike Tyson said, you know, to be a, a champion, to be, you know, to be the greatest, you know, discipline is all, all there is. And discipline starts with being able to do the things that you hate, but doing them like you love it. Right. Can you do that? Right. A lot of you hate prospecting. A lot of you hate sitting down and thinking through like, how do I create some content so I can get the attention of the people I'm trying to sell to? You don't want to do that, right? But you have to find a way to do the things that you hate like you love them, okay? You know, so that's the first thing was, was essentially the work ethic and the mentality of finding a way and just doing those reps over and over and over and over and over again, okay? So every single week, aside from your basics of prospecting and working your pipeline, everything, how are you putting in the reps to improve yourself as a salesperson? Are you doing a role play, right? Are you doing deal reps? Are you reviewing your deals objectively? Are you going to your peers and trying to get better? Are you, you know, going to courses? Are you going to conferences? Are you trying to read books? You know, there is a period in my sales career and this is a good segue into a number two, which is becoming a learning machine. Okay. So when I started off my sales career, I literally was at a point where I started off by reading one book every week or two. And, and, you know, one of my friends who, again, this guy, he, he's an entrepreneur, but he went to medical school, um, as well, went to medical school at Stanford and, you know, graduated super sharp guy. He's like, dude, he's like, that's not fast enough. Like you got to get through more books faster. You know, like you're going to benefit if, you know, somebody who gets through, uh, four books a month is going to be way more ahead than somebody who's doing one book a month, right? So I got to a point where I was reading a book a day, okay? Now, many of you might say, well, like, how are you going to retain all the information? Most books are not meant to be read cover to cover, right? There's a thing called the Pareto's Principle. Pareto was an Italian mathematician. The Pareto's Principle focuses on 80-20, which is essentially 20% of something is going to give you 80% of the yield. So 20% of a book is really going to give you 80% of the value that you need, Okay, everything else is fluff. You don't need to read that. Okay, and you know, you know, books are not supposed to be meant end to end because not every single word has the same meaning and value. Okay, so the the trick here is finding the twenty percent. Okay, so the way you become a learning machine in medical school is that the first two years of medical school are are you know essentially basic sciences and some clinical sciences, right? You really teach yourself medicine in medical school. It's really not your professors because in medical school, you have the option to go to class. You don't have to. And a lot of us decided not to go to lecture because we were better off studying on our own. Okay. So you learn to teach yourself medicine. And when you develop the skill set of being a learning machine, you can learn anything. Look at some of the greatest people uh, on planet Earth. Look, Elon Musk was famously, famously asked, hey, like, 
you know, you never worked on rockets. You're not a rocket engineer. You, you have no background on rockets. How did you all of a sudden start SpaceX? And his answer, and he was being serious, like, I read, I read books, right? Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, you know, they were both asked, like, if they can have a superpower, okay, what would that superpower be? It would be reading. Like, if they could read faster and consume more. Why is that? And, you know, knowledge is power. Information is power. But information in, in action is what's the true power, okay? We'll get to that in a moment. And so the only way you're going to be able to do that, you don't become a learning machine like that overnight, goes back to the work ethic. Reps, my friend, this is all a practice. This is something that you have to ingrain in yourself as culture, okay, as habit. The habits of the mind, they're like chains. You know, when you're young, they're too weak to be felt until one day you wake up, you're old, and they're going to be too strong to be broken. So the people who are not used to reading, you know, they're in their, you know, 40s and 50s and stuff. They can't, they can't do that, and it's harder for them, okay? So the sooner you start developing these strong habits of the mind, the better off you're going to be. Learning how to read is so important. Look, every single book on my bookshelf is not worth reading cover to cover, but each one has one idea that's valuable, right, that, that, that I can take and add it to my mental framework. This is why I've been able to, if you look at my career, which is a very peculiar one, it's a very rare one in our industry, and again, I'm not trying to brag, it's just a fact, I've been in robotics, okay? Um, I've been in AI, I've been in software, I've been in all kinds of different specialties, okay? And even now in my business, okay? Like, look at Moon Surgical. Moon Surgical focuses on general surgery and bariatric surgery. I've never, I've never done anything in either of those specialties. Why am I being approached is because of my level of success and my track record, okay? So this happens, okay? When you start developing these habits of the mind, and one of those things is becoming a learning machine, the way you do that, okay, is being better about spending money and buying books and reading. The act of sitting down and reading is not natural, okay? But being able to focus your mind in on a book with, with the, with the uh, goal of like, oh, I'm not going to just like read around, but I'm going in like a detective. I'm going in with a mission to figure out what's that 20%, okay? That's the way you do it. And, you know, for, for those, you know, who, who want to learn like how to do this, like, look, I'll give you, I'll kind of give you a little bit of an example of how I do it. And I'm going to use my good friend and my mentor, one of my mentors, Scott Adams, his new book called Reframe Your Brain is out. I love it. Go buy it. It's a great one for sales too. Okay, so this is how I usually read a book. Um, I start with the cover, and, and this, is how, this is how I read a book within an hour, an hour or two, okay? Start with the cover, I check out the cover, I check out the back, okay? I open the book, I go into the book, all right? And I read the table of contents. So I start, I start you know, understanding what is each chapter about, okay? Then, you know, I'll go to the back of the book, see, see what, uh, what there is, and oh, look, in the back of the book, there's summaries. Okay, that helps. Then I go and I, you know, I usually kind of glance over the, the introduction. Okay. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll read usually the first chapter. Okay. And I'll just kind of jump around a little bit. Okay. After that, you know, I'll go through the book and kind of take a look at the very last few pages of each chapter because usually they'll have a sort of summary in there. Okay. That way I start getting a good idea about the book. Okay. That all this process I just told you. You know, for me to go through the book one time, it's about 10, 15 minutes, right? You know, then I'll go, you know, I'll start reading through the book 
And the best way to read, you can take a, uh, a pencil and put two lines down the middle of the book and start teaching yourself how to read the book in three blocks and using your peripheral vision. It's just like in a movie. If you're watching a movie, you're not looking at every single detail on the screen. You're kind of looking at it as a, as a whole. You need to learn how to read a book like that. And then you train your brain how to zero in on information and then move on. And of course, while I'm reading, I usually have a highlighter out. I have a, I have a pen. And so when I, when I read, I usually like to highlight key points that I like. And if I think it's a really good idea, I'll go to the front of the book inside and I'll write the page number and then put like a note of like what's on that page. So now in the future, when I come back to the book, the book is really that, that new like uh, table of contents that I created. Okay. But that's how you should, how you should read. And then again, like everybody reads differently. So sometimes, for example, um, you know, uh, I highly recommend like, again, um, uh, you want to learn, you want to learn from the best, go learn from the people who've made the most money and created the biggest lasting companies on planet earth. So I, I, I listen to Elon Musk's autobiography. I listen to Steve Jobs autobiography. Autobiographies are usually very long. And so the approach that I just mentioned doesn't work as well for autobiographies because they don't have like, they usually don't have summaries or, or, or like graphs or something or charts or, or, or visuals. And so a lot of times autobiographies are best listened to. And so when I'm driving in the car, when I'm walking, I'm listening, you know, and, 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 and then, you know, anytime I hear something, I'll take a note. Okay. So if you incorporate learning as your everyday thing, like, you know, you eat every day, you drink water every day, you should be reading and learning every single day and training your brain, All right? This is how you prepare your brain so that you're able to recognize opportunities way ahead of people. I mean, look, I started my company almost two years ago. And just now people are starting to realize the value of uh, uh, doing these like digital marketing activities, uh, certain certain approaches to sales and everything. It wasn't by accident that I started my company two years ago. It's because I, I kind of saw these things well ahead, right? And it has nothing to do with prediction, but you're just able to recognize opportunities ahead of time based on these uh, early indications by, by, by people, okay? And so then, you know, just to review, like first one, hard work ethic. Second one, becoming a learning machine. And the third is putting things into action, okay, and, and summarizing. So a lot of the knowledge that you, you get in medical school is not valuable until you actually put into action in the clinic, right? And so that's why in medical school, like a lot of times, you know, uh, you get very good at con condensing and summarizing knowledge into like note cards or, or, or cliff notes or whatever. So that way it's always fresh on your mind so you can apply it in the clinic. Okay. Um, likewise, as a medical salesperson, you know, when you read these books, you're not going to remember everything about them. Right. And so that's why it's really important to put it into practice, whether it's teaching people, um, you know, carrying around your own like script, you know, things that you can constantly review. That's why, for example, the uh, principles of influence, like they're, they're burned into my brain because I got used to practicing it, summarizing it, applying it. Okay. There's an old saying that goes, and I don't know if it's an old saying, at least it's, it's my saying. I don't know. I don't really know where I've gotten this from that, you know, if your um, if the, if the result of your learning uh, of your, of your, of your reading and learning is knowledge, you've become a fool. But if the result of your learning and education is action, that's when you become rich. Okay. That's when we become wealthy. It's when we become successful. And so, for example, if you look at my own program, I have, I have hundreds of students who have gone through that program, okay? 
but not all of them are successful. Why? It's because not all of them have actually taken action on the knowledge that they're that they've consumed. And it's kind of funny because like some of them, you know, uh, there's a few few that come to mind recently where they've been in the program for just a, for over a year now and just recently they started putting into practice what they learned and just like magic they're they're doing really well they're 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 you know getting a lot of recognition in their company they're getting new job offers all these different things right and so the most important thing is you got to be as marshall marshawn lynch would say you know there's a time where marshawn lynch was being interviewed uh um and, and he was you know answering some questions and the interviewer was like oh you don't you don't really like to talk much and marshawn lynch's answer answer is like hey boss i'm just all about that action you know so be that's that's how I'm 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 I am these days right when people come to talk to me about ideas and everything I'm just like hey man I'm I'm all about that action I'm all about that action man I you know we gonna, we gonna keep talking or we gonna we gonna do something right that's a good measure for me when reps want to like collaborate on certain things you know this is why Mad Device Rep and I get along really well he came to me with an idea I was like let's go ahead and do it we put it into action boom right away. You know, and so you want to become a person of action. Uh, one of the best pieces of advice is advice that I got from um, one of my mentors, uh, the the CEO of Mazor Robotics Inc., Chris Prentice, which is like, hey man, ideas are great, um, but nobody gives a shit about ideas. What people give a shit about is action. Be about action. Take action on things. Not, no, you know, no, no, don't don't spend all this time on ideation. Take action on stuff. And so for you, you know. Some of you guys are are you have lots of great ideas and you listen to my podcast, you read and everything. That's not enough. You have to start taking action somehow, right? Be be a person of action, okay? So if you focus on these three core tenets, which are embodying discipline and hard work, becoming a learning machine, and then taking radical action constantly, you will be wildly successful. I don't care if you stay as a medical sales rep or you go into anything else, but these are the things that you need to make it in this life. And if you think about it, this is the same thing that takes to have a like a, a great relationship. Look, I'm very proud of my marriage. I, there's areas that I need to work on as, as, as anybody does. But one of the reasons why I have a, I have a great marriage with my wife, I've, I have a lot of discipline and work ethic around it. I'm constantly learning to understand like, what makes my wife happy? What are what are some things I can get better about, and et cetera? And then I act on it. I don't just talk about it, you know? So like one of those things was I wasn't very good at planning trips and everything. Well, I went and learned how to get better about planning trips and 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 different things. And then I did it. I didn't just talk about it, right? So these are the kind of things that you have to embody yourself in. When you do these things, magical things will happen in your life like really prominent people will come into your life to hire you, to mentor you, et cetera. Opportunities will come your way. The great Charlie Munger, you know, the gentleman who passed away a couple of weeks ago, he was Warren Buffett's business partner, he had a great saying, which is, you know, to get what you want, you have to deserve what you want, right? You got to deserve what you want. And, and to kind of dig further into that success, money, wealth, all these things, you can't attain them. Like you can't just go out and chase success. That's not, that's not how it works, believe it or not. Success and wealth need to be attracted to you like a magnet, okay? And so when I mean 
by saying that you have to be like a magnet to attract these things, always recall what Charlie Munger uh, talks about, which is to get what you want, you have to deserve what you want. The world is in a crazy enough place where it's just going to go around giving undeserving people their hopes and wishes and dreams, right? And so very much just like a cat, if you try and go petting a cat, a cat will walk away. In some ways, you have to be the type of person that a cat will walk up and 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 be attracted to. It's very much the same thing with the success. You know, if you think about success and wealth, you know, there's only so much you can control. These things are so big, you can't directly control them. The best thing you can do is focus on developing yourself and building yourself into the type of person who's going to deserve that level of success and wealth. And that process is what's most important, which means that, you know, the work that you do is going to work on you more than you work on it. Because through that process of transformation, you transform yourself into the type of person that's going to attract that kind of success and wealth. And you see this, at least for me, I can speak, I've seen this not only in terms of, you know, the amount of income I've been able to generate myself, right, but also the quality and caliber of people I've attracted. Go look at my podcast. It's a great example. Look at the caliber of people, you know, who have come on my show as the years have, as the uh, months and, and, and year has gone by from the first few episodes till now. So with that being said, I hope this has been a good episode for you. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. Take this to heart. And more importantly, you know, I want to encourage you take advantage of this, uh, you know, sort of holiday sale that we're doing for my program medical sales never effects program check the show notes below click that link or if you have uh, previous emails just click it and use the code new year 2023 you get a discount get the full program join the vip group and of course get on these weekly calls so you can directly get coached by me With that being said i'll see you all next time Thank you for enjoying another epic episode of The State of MedTech. If you're feeling inspired and love this episode, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button and turn notifications on so you never miss an episode. And be sure to give us five stars and write a short review because that helps more people discover this amazing community of ours. If you're a company who has a executive that you'd like to be on the show or perhaps you want to sponsor one of the episodes, shoot us an email at hello at Take care. See you next time.